0: Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose.
1: What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin. My name is Andrew Baskin. Welcome to the podcast where for 137 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 20-ish minutes. And of course, we do a recap and a record check at the end of the show, so you know how we bet and how we did last week, probably losing, because we're honest babies, promise. On this episode, we've been discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL Week 1 with our weekly football guests, the Panzerati Prince, with his safe and his spicy picks, where he makes a way too safe bet, and around here, spicy means dangerous or interesting, so he makes a spicy bet as well. Then we have Charlie Chalk, who taught me everything I know about gambling, with his lock of the week, self-explanatory. Then finishing up, we have The Gambler, who gives his tease of the week. Surprisingly, plus money last year on teases, which is a very hard thing to do. So we're excited to have The Gambler on to finish out every episode. That's what you can expect. Lots of bets, lots of ways to lose money. But since this is week one of the NFL, I want to give you some rules that I follow. And maybe it can help you. The NFL is usually when I ramp up the amount of bets that I make. And sometimes you can definitely outkick your coverage. That's a football reference. And need to remind yourself that this is supposed to be fun, Right? So here's some rules I follow. Let me know if they apply to you. Obviously, I've created the rules because I used to break them all the time. There you go. Number one, don't overreact. As a general rule of thumb, teams that dominate one week are usually not as good as they looked and vice versa with teams that get blown out. This is the NFL. This isn't college football where people get killed every week. Every team is incredibly talented and the gap between the best and the worst teams isn't as big as you think. So don't overreact when it comes to results. If you go 5-0 one week, That doesn't mean you have it all figured out and should go overboard and bet up on the next following week. I mean, you have literally a 3% odds of going 5-0 by having your dog pick the games at random. Don't get too high and stick to the process. And similarly, don't get too down after a bad week. These things happen. Number two, don't chase. You will lose. That will happen. Don't make a bet, then immediately try and win it all back by betting more the second the team goes down. That's bad. You're a bad gambler at that point. I'm all for losing money here. But I don't want to do it in a bad way. I don't want to be a bad gambler and lose money. I try and do it the right way and lose a lot of money that way. Keep that in mind that live betting kills people that way. Don't chase good money with that. And also maybe a separate rule inside this rule. Don't drink and bet. You are worse. I promise you. Like the number of people that are like, no, a few drinks and I see some clarity and stuff like that. This isn't darts. This isn't pool. That stuff I get, your hands calm down a little bit. Guess what is not better? Your brain. You don't make better decisions when you're drunk. Trust me, you are a worse better. And number three, public opinion. The betting public, 51% of betting tickets or more, okay? This is the record that they have gone over the last four seasons 488 wins, 506 losses, and 23 pushes. And now you sit there and go, man, that's not so bad. That's actually a pretty close to 50 50 odds. It's not because you forget that favorites have bad odds. You don't make as much money on favorites. And underdogs you make more money on. So those losses are much bigger than those wins. So to put that in perspective, if you had bet $100 on every public team, every team that the public was betting more money on over the last four years, you would have lost $3,986. The public loves losing money. Narratives, things like that, go against all the time logic and what actually wins. Fade the public. You'll hear me say it a million times over the next 18 weeks. You need to fade the public. And of course, fade means goes against, bet against. I just want to make that incredibly clear just in case we don't know what fade means either. Number four, and the last one, track your NFL bets. Now, how else are you going to know if you're any good without actually tracking the results? This really goes for all sports. And I, you know, honestly, I have an Excel sheet. I also have the Bet Stamp app where we're going to bring up later. You know, corporate shill, I am. But it does, it works. I like doing this because it helps me figure out when I am doing best at betting. Now, in the NFL, it's really easy. There's only three days a week that there are games for now. Then there's a Saturday game and then whatever. But there's three games now a week, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. And I like finding out when did I make that bet? Oh, I seem to be more successful when I'm betting early in the week on Tuesdays. Or I seem to be more successful right, right at 1230 when the odds are changing like crazy. I have I stick to my plan and I win more money that way. I seem to be really doing well on underdog roads, you know, things like that. You tracking those bets will only make you a little bit better at knowing your own trends. Okay, the rules will keep growing and changing. It's a living document, like the Constitution. But I thought I would let you know where we're starting from. If you have rules that you follow, let me know. At LosingMoneyWAB, we can all be better bettors together, okay? But enough wasting time. Let's actually get to the bets. Let's actually get to NFL Week 1 bets. Oh my God, mana from heaven. Let's go on to bet number one with the Panzerati Prince. Spicy Picks with the Panzerati Prince. We are so happy to welcome on the Panzerati Prince because it is NFL Week 1. Panzerati Prince, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing just... Oh, I am so excited. I can't believe it. It's Week 1. That That's the longest time we can ever have in between uh, in between the Super Bowl and Week 1, and it's finally here. So, where are we going to go? We got your safe, we've got your spicy picks of the week. I've explained that up top, what that is, and I'd love to hear your safe pick.
2: Oh, we're back. Here we go. Okay. Well, uh, you know, both picks I'm gonna talk about. Uh basically teams that I think we've gone too far on the pendulum the other way in the off Okay. So let's start with the safe. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans at minus five and a half against oh. the New York Giants.
1: Okay. Well why why in the world? Everyone else is running away from Tennessee. Like yeah. Their
2: house is on fire. Why are you taking Tennessee? Including, including you. you. Okay I hate the Titans. You know, yeah. I think they're overrated. I think they always have been. However, I think especially in this offseason, the pendulum has swung too far the other way. This was the number one seed last year, and yes, I know they got worse. And yes, I do think the Giants got better. Do I think the Giants are going to surprise and win a few games more than people think? Yes. Okay. All right. It is week one. Tennessee's at home. They are a much better team. The Giants' offensive line is still in shambles. I don't trust it. I'm not sure what we're going to get from Saquon Barkley. I'd like to see Saquon have a good year, but I'm not sure what we're going to get. I'm not sure what we're going to get from the Giants wide receivers. And, you know, Danny Dines is just, he's a a question mark who can run 22 miles an, miles yeah. an hour, apparently, right? <laughs> that being said, Tennessee is still a good team. I still think this team can make the playoffs as a wild card. Oh, okay. I do think the gap between them and the Giants is still large, and I think it's worth at least six points. So I'm going with Titans minus five and a half.
1: Well, there you go. So funny enough, I'd like to keep talking about this game because I'm just going to skip ahead. Well, my spicy pick of the week was going to be the New York Giants plus five and a half. So we're going to be on different sides of this. And I Uh totally understand that. I think I'm being, you know, am I being a little too dramatic with this? Yes, probably. Are the Giants actually planning on being pretty bad this year? Maybe, possibly. But five and a half and God, I hope it gets to six. That would be awesome. I really do think there's a worth a shot in the first game of the year to be trying You know, the New York Giants and Brian Dable and Daniel Jones and everyone coming back healthy, which was a huge issue with the Giants last year. You know, they worked on their offensive line a little bit. The only problem, the biggest problem I have is that obviously Derrick Henry is going to run down everyone's throat. And the Giants last year were 25th in rushing yards against. So that obviously scares me a little bit. But you can't look at the Titans right now, who I'm going to fade at every opportunity for these first couple of weeks, and say that they got better in almost any facet of the game, especially with some injuries in the preseason.
2: Yeah, they definitely got worse. Like let's let's yeah. not you know, dance around that. The Titans are going to be a worse team than they were last year. Um I'm just thinking that yes, the Giants I would like to see them surprise. I just don't think they're there yet and I think the gap is still too large. Tennessee is still we don't give them enough credit and especially me, I'm myself, I can't stand yeah. them. But <laughs> I would be hard pressed to say that they can't beat a Giants team and they can't beat them
1: big. That's why I'm going that's why I'm taking a uh, the other side here, Andrew. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? I think we're agreeing on a lot. We're like, yes, the Titans are don't get enough credit and are better than the Giants. We both agree on that. I think it's just going to come down to this line and if the Titans can beat them by a field goal or more or getting up to a touchdown more. So we're going to be on different sides there with the Giants taking the Giants five and a half and the Panthers-Roy Prince with a safe pick of the week is going to be taking the Tennessee Titans minus five and a half. So let's get into spicy territory. What are you going to do with your spicy pick of the week?
2: Ooh, um, yeah, kind of predictable, but okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Sunday Night Football. Um, oh, game of the week over here. Like I said, the pendulum okay. has swung too far on the Cowboys. Oh, all of a sudden, everyone is talking about these Philadelphia Eagles as if they're the second coming of Jesus Christ. Give me a fucking break with that. <laughs> I still think the Cowboys win this division. And yes, they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are fantastic, who are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But if we do remember this team, these two teams kicked off against each other last year in week one. In Tampa Bay, Tampa right. Bay, in my opinion, was a much better team then, and Tampa mm. Bay only won by two. So that's why I'm taking the Cowboys at plus two and a half. I think right. the Cowboys at home and at Stadium on the first Sunday Night Football of the Year, this is going to be a revved-up crowd. I think a lot of people are down on, on Dallas, losing Lel Collins. They don't have Amari Cooper. This is still a Dak Prescott-led offense that can put yeah. up a lot of points. CeeDee Lamb is going to eat – Um, Do I think the Buccaneers could win, could make the close? Absolutely. But I do think we're going to see a little bit of regression from the Bucs this year. Surprise, surprise. I'm betting against Tom Brady. Once again, I haven't learned anything. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Cowboys plus two and a half. Let's do it. How about them? cowboys
1: oh that's america's bet of the week there for sure um yeah so wow the dallas cowboys you're right it's so funny your two picks are very similar they're just two teams that have had a lot of success in the last couple years and are nobody's talking about them everyone's just (laughs) assuming they're dead on the road and so trying to make some money off of that that feels like a great week one bet
2: yeah i mean like it it was only a few months ago where the cowboys were favored to win the nfc east and now all of a sudden everyone just wants to talk about the eagles and would not even mentioning the Cowboys in the breath of the top half of the league, which they clearly are. The Cowboys are are. still in the top half of the league. So I'm taking them at home. There's going to be a lot of juice in this one.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so there you go, Dallas. Cowboys plus two and a half on this Sunday Night football game. Okay, so for my safe pick of the week, because I'm going to be inverting this, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road plus three and a half against the Washington Commanders. I uh, this is this is a couple of reasons I think the Jaguars aren't getting enough credit. There is some actual talent on this team. There's a lot of youth, an actual head coach instead of whatever the hell happened last year. And the other one too is it's a bet against Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was given every opportunity to be successful last year. He's under a great head coach that has made quarterbacks play really well. He's got a great offensive line, a great running back, and a defense that held him into games. And he was still only 27 amongst quarterbacks with 150 snaps last year. So, and that's inaccuracy, by the way. And this team, Washington, is much worse than the Indy Colts were last year. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, Wentz is a below average starter at this point, and he has arguably maybe the worst home field advantage. So I kind of negate that a little bit, like, oh, Jacksonville's on the road. Yeah, who the hell cares? Lawrence had a disastrous rookie season, but he finished the year with two, or th- two of his three best games against the Jets and the Colts, you know? And the other one, too, is as bad as the defense is on paper for the Jaguars, they played Carson Wentz really well last year. You know, and they and they kept Indy under 6.8 yards per pass attempt in both meetings, including that big win, obviously in Week 18. So I just I think the Jaguars are a live underdog outright in this game as well, and I'd play them down to like any key number for passing anything lower, but still getting it at three and a half above the field goal. I'm going to be taking that as my safe pick of the week.
2: Hey, you convinced me there. I I, I completely forgot. Carson Wentz has to go two games in a row against uh, the Jacksonville defense. He uh, the nightmares from Week 18, of last year. That's- Start yes. his year off. Um, yeah, I, I I love this because, yes, I think we don't really know what we're going to get from Jacksonville, but right. I think we're going to get a lot more than we got. And mm-hmm. just like I spoke about maybe a month or two ago on, on this podcast, is Trevor Lawrence is a second-year quarterback who's going to take a big step this year, just like many second-year quarterbacks have over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. Look at Joe Burrow. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Look yep. at all the second years. Fantastic. Do I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out and have an MVP season? No, no, but I do think we can expect a lot from him. We can expect him to take that big step. And I think with guys like Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, like there are a lot of pieces on this Jacksonville offense that can score points and they yes. can start yelling. And this is a team to surprise. I mean, we know they have been the laughingstock of the league for a while, <laughs> but
1: so is Washington, yeah, right? Just, so is yeah. Washington. Yeah. So I, I love I love this pick. I, I truly Here we go. I see if it wasn't for Cleveland, Washington would be the scumbag franchise and they're coming in at a tight second here, but like Washington deserves all the bad things that they get and God help Ron Rivera, who I think is seemingly a very nice man. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I also, do you like a uh, next coach to be fired? Ron Rivera should be kind of the, maybe a sneaky bet there somewhere. Um, except Washington is cheap and probably won't pay him. So uh, there you go. Uh, so there you go. There's our safe and spicy picks of the week. Fans are right. Prince. Thank you so much for coming on. And we can't wait to talk to you next week.
2: Cannot wait. Let's go. We're back, baby. You take it easy.
0: Lock of the Week with Charlie Chalk.
1: All right, now it's time to welcome on Charlie Chalk and his Lock of the Week. Charlie, how you doing?
3: Andrew, I'm doing fine. It seems such a long time since I've spoken to you.
1: (laughs) It has. It's been way too long between the Super Bowl and Week 1, but here we are, and we're ready to lose some money.
3: All right. We're ready to go. I, as the, as Charlie would say, this is chalk, but it is the pick of the week.
1: Oh, this is the pick of the week. And it is of course a chalk pick. Of
3: course it is. I would like, (laughs) are you are sitting? I, this isn't a sexy pick, but it is no one talks about these teams, but I'm taking the Indian Indianapolis Colts minus seven (laughs) against the Houston Texans. And it's so obvious
1: oh my God, this is perfect, Charlie, because I am taking the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts. We are on different sides of this match. I cannot wait to hear your thinking. So why are we taking India in this one?
3: Well, well, first of all, I, this is real time yeah. now. understand. I don't understand Houston, I know. where you're coming from, yes. but you've been probably hibernating somewhere. So anyways, I'll try to help you out here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Help okay. me out, Charlie.
3: They, no one talks about the Colts at all, but all of a sudden no. they've got Matt Ryan, a new quarterback. They had a so-called yep. one once last year, who is long gone. I actually took Matt Ryan to be the offensive MVP player of the year. That's how good he's going to be.
1: Oh, The offensive player of the year. Wow.
3: And also we're dealing with the favorite to be the offensive player of the year compared to the MVP with Ryan, but Jonathan Taylor is going to be the offensive player of the year.
1: I see. see, And
3: we also have Michael Pittman who is going to lead the league in catches this year. Whoa. Now, I'm not okay. trying to do anything other than one game for you, and I'm not trying to scare you, but wow. this team has seven pro bowlers on it. It has one of the best offensive lines, and now they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Okay. So, seven okay. points. Let me tell you why yeah. they can do this to a weak, weak team like Houston. Okay. okay. Let me tell First you, of all, they are the favorites, if that's the right word, to have the worst regular season. This year, in other words, the least amount yep, of wins, yep, and they're not going to yep. get it against Indy. Last year, no, no. they had four wins. Two of them were against Jacksonville. Jacksonville didn't yes. play football last year, so they had two real wins. <laughs> then they brought in a fantastic coach, Lovey Smith, mm-hmm. who has not had a winning record since 2012. Ouch, that's yes. terrible. But he and did he have got his ass kicked, kicked in college years too. In college of what? Yes, and went we had to losing record and 39, <laughs> and that's not very good either. But then again, I'm Perfect. not going to bring it up. But they uh-huh. don't have a coach. They right. They uh, have no talent on either side of the ball. Their best player is a guy named Mills, who's a quarterback, and he might scrape by and get a few yards for them. Sure. But sure. They're terrible. Last year, 31st against the run. They were the worst team in running. And now we got one of the best. Oh, Andrew, this is the lock of the week. I don't. I am waiting to hear how you can even defend this at all so I will say this is
1: definitely the chalkiest pick of the week everybody likes Indy this year they think they're going to win the division and I, I'm totally with you and Houston sucks I, 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 granted I'm totally with you on this one I think this number should be closer to 4.5 or 5 And and the, but the betting public has like bet or tease this number all the way down to 7 or 7.5 and I checked the bet stamp app I'm a corporate show and I'm getting 7.5 on this one but it started at 8.5 and it's been bet down quite a bit here because of snarky people like me I do believe that by Sunday though I do believe by Sunday that this number Will be bet all the way back up to even nine because the public does love Indy. So I think if you're taking Charlie's side right now, you are absolutely on. You're doing it the right way right now. You should be jumping on seven right now because I don't think that number is going to be here on Sunday. Why I'm taking Houston is because can I remind everybody that Indianapolis, who has not been the worst team in the world for these last ten, eight years, has lost every single season opener, even to bad teams. The Jaguars two years ago. Might I remind you everyone who had the first pick in the draft that same year? I so I just also the number that I really like here. In week 1 home underdogs in division games, which is exactly this, are 19 and 5 against the spread since 2009. 5 and 0 against the spread since 2018 and covering by 9 9 or more points per game, which is crazy. So week 1 underdogs division games are 49 and 22 since 2009 covering by 3.8 points per game this is what we have we have a huge home dog in week one I am going to be betting it for as many points as I can and right now it's seven and a half but I think we're going to get higher so that's why I'm be taking Houston Texans plus seven and a half
3: well you're certainly going on history not on what's actually happening so I hope that works for you too but that's just not going to happen not going to happen not this weekend I don't care if you attended the game it won't change what's going to happen uh, only
1: only, only celebrating with all my other fellow Houston Texans fans would make it that much sweeter. Charlie, do you like any other games this week that we are probably not going on different sides of? Well, I
3: hope we are not, and then you have, might have a winner. But anyway, so <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two quick oh, ones. Nice. There's a lot of chalky stuff going on here, but I uh, let's mm-hmm. just take two quick teams. Um, I figured Baltimore, minus seven against yeah. the New York Jets. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. Quarterback, unfortunately, but Flacco is going to be their starter. That looks like a lock. Um, and... I I I'm going to go against the and take the Las Vegas Raiders, get three okay. and a half, and I just don't know where the Chargers are coming from. I don't know where they're downplayed. Well, yeah. But somehow they they just don't seem to have the team this year. I hope they do, but right now they don't. So those are my other two picks.
1: I love that Raiders bet. I, that's that's funny. I think about that. I take the Chargers against the Chargers every chance yeah. I get, and guess what? You win money because the Chargers are cursed, and that's just the way around it. They just they have all talent in the world. They can't win games. That's just the way it is. So I love that Raiders pick. The only other bet that I want to make too is uh, is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half uh, against Cincinnati on the road. I just. I made a promise to myself at the end of last season. I'm like, I'm going to be betting against the Bagels. They are not going to be doing this again. There's just no way. There's too much magic involved in this in the first run. I think the cats out of the bag. Joe Burrow is good. Jamari Chase are good. So they're going to try their best to stop those two, you know, if it can be done at all. Pittsburgh Steelers have a good defense. They were di- Super Bowl losers are also a disastrous 4-18 and against the spread in their following game and 9-13 and 13 straight up. So 6.5 is a lot of points. The Bengals are very talented, but their biggest strength is their passing attack, and Pittsburgh's pass rush is secondary, and secondary, excuse me, are its biggest strength too. So I'm going to be taking the 6.5, and, and let's see what the Bengals got inside them.
3: I think that's good. I, I like Pittsburgh yeah. quietly. Just remember, if just remember those Buffalo Bills. If they had mm. beaten KC, they definitely would have beaten Cincinnati. They oh, yeah. definitely would have been in Absolutely. the Super Bowl, and the rest is history. But since he just got lucky at the right time. So I do like Pittsburgh this start of the year.
1: Well, there we go. So we're on your different sides of your lock of the week, but I wish you all the worst of luck this week, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. (laughs) Thank you very much, and good luck. Now, word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time, Betstamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping, making sure that you're finding the right line so you can get the best odds possible. You could do that through the app. And through the app, once you find the number you like, you can just click on that book and be sent there to place the wager. That easy. Having a bet that you want to move off of, or trying to find a number that you missed out on, you can buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they won't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, we post all of our picks at LosingMoneyWAB on Twitter, on Instagram, every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, heads up, we're losing. You could do that on the Betstamp app. Plus, other famous bettors and find out their records and see if they're full of shit or not. Download the Betstamp app. Today.
0: Tease of the week with the gambler.
1: And to wrap it all up, we have one of our favorites with his tease of the week. We have the Gambler. Gambler, how you doing?
0: What a beautiful day for a ball game. Let's play two.
1: <laughs> Let's play two. Oh, I love it. It's NFL week one. How could we not be more excited for this? And how could we not be more excited to do a tease of the week and you're the guy to do it? Gambler. What are we thinking about week one here?
0: Uh, You know, week one, we, we, we have to be a little bit, uh, a little bit conservative. We have to be a little bit tepid. You know, I think a lot of rookie Mm -hmm. bettors come Mm -hmm. out of the gate swinging. They're starting to bet on seven, eight, you know, six, seven, eight games. And at that point you've really stacked the odds against you. Um, You know, good luck winning money. If anything, I, I think if you break even it's, it's considered a win. So, um, with that in mind, we're gonna we're gonna keep it fairly straightforward., uh, okay. we're gonna look at two games today, uh two games that I find interesting and that I think there's some uh, more more interestingly, uh some curious stats to to review. And uh, yeah, let's let's dive right into it. so the the first game, I, and I guess okay, to back up a little bit, there's a bit of a theme to this week that I think uh, you'll see. Okay. So game one, <laughs> we're looking at Pittsburgh getting six and a half points hey. as a road okay. dog against the division rival Bengals
1: and okay.
0: I mean you know you gotta imagine Cincinnati's coming off of their Cinderella run you know full of confidence coming off of uh you know that that dream finish but it's important to highlight what many refer to as the Super Bowl loser curse
1: yeah. Right, right, right.
0: Historically, teams that lose in the Super Bowl are 14, 4 and 18 against the spread in their next regular season game. 4 and 18 against the spread. I think what's happening is a lot of people overvalue teams that make that deep of a run. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, that makes sense. It basically tells us that we should be looking at divisional underdogs in, in those matchups, which this is exactly what right, this game is. Right. Now, the stat right. that jumped out at me was divisional dogs in week one since 2005 are 61-41-2 against the spread. And if you thought mm. that's a nice ratio... If we only look at since 2014, divisional dogs are 29, 9, and 1 against the spread. Holy shit. Wow. So there's a trend here that we cannot ignore. Let me throw something Mm -hmm. else out to the people. Tomlin, lifetime, career lifetime as a coach, 45, 23, and 2 against the spread as a dog, as an underdog.
1: Love it. Love
0: it. And and lastly, let's not forget what happened last year, week one, Steelers-Bills. Uh,
1: yeah, I do remember uh, vividly. I remember vividly. Yes. Steelers won
0: outright. I love the Steelers in this matchup. I think that this is a, a great matchup for Pittsburgh and a bad matchup for Cincinnati. I, I'm yeah, shocked no, totally. the Steelers are getting six and a half. So we're going to tease that up a full six point tease. We're going to take Pittsburgh at a plus 12 and a half underdog.
1: See, I love that. Obviously you've heard the earlier in the episode, you know how I feel about Pittsburgh doing this. Um, like I am also, I'm sprinkling Pittsburgh money line. So if you need to sell me on a tease, God help you. I love it. 12 and a half. Let's absolutely do it.
0: I am right there with you on the sprinkle. I think if there's, if there's any games this week to sprinkle a little bit on the money line on a dog, you have to look at Pittsburgh. It's this. I
1: actually love it. This has upset written all over. It really does. And also if the Pittsburgh defense comes back to life like they were two years ago with almost the same crew, why not think they could do this? I also believe that, like, everyone knows Cincinnati's, you know, uh, extended playoff run was a little bit of luck, a little bit of like, oh, my God, Jamar Chase is that good? Well, guess what? No one is going to be thinking, oh, my God, is Jamar Chase good? Yes, they know is Jamar Chase is good. Jesus Christ. So I just, I love getting the extra points. 12 and a half seems like a great teaser leg for me. So where are you going with the second one?
0: Second game, you know, continuing with this theme that we're on is none other than the mighty G-men – Getting six on the road <laughs> against the lowly Titans.
1: You and me on the same page, thing. I love this.
0: Uh, well, that 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 generally means to stay away. Then <laughs> that means that means don't do yeah. this.
1: That means bad things. You're gonna lose money.
0: I I can't help but feel that the Titans are one of the most overrated teams going into this season.
1: Oh God! Absolutely. I think
0: I think the Titans are overrated, but more importantly, I think the Giants are going to be an underrated team that are going to provide a lot of value early on to the betters. I think obviously, mm. you know, there's a lot of knee-jerk reactions and a lot of adjustments that happen in weeks two and three. Yeah. But I look at this matchup as a tremendously with a tremendous amount of value when we look at Tennessee. Very little was done to help Tannehill. Very little was done to bolster Mm -hmm. that offense. On the other side of the coin, the Giants have not been very strong lately, uh, the last few seasons, at defending the run. But I think the Giants' biggest Achilles heel, especially last year, was the injuries. Mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last time you saw a team suffer that many high-profile injuries in such a short period of time? They were the the third most injured team last year. So... Right. I think wow. that the Giants coming in healthy, I think last year, you know, probably wasn't the most accurate reflection of what they're capable of. And again, let's talk about the coaching. Brian yeah. Dabble did yeah. wonders for Josh Allen in Buffalo. So,
1: oh, Joshy boy.
0: Josh Allen exactly. I think that, you know, Daniel Jones has certainly been one of the most underwhelming and and probably is on track to kind of being a bit of a dud first round pick. However, sure. Brian Dabble's only going to help him out. D- Daniel Jones has tremendous upside this season because of the coaching change in New York. I think New York is has a great chance of keeping this close. I think 6 is yeah. a lot of points, right? Like we're talking about earlier
3: When you get into the
0: NFL, these the 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 matchups are a lot tighter and closer than college football, for example. So when you have to lay six points, even when you're at home, that's you know it's not seven. I mean, yeah, it's it's given it's not the dreadful seven or seven and a half. That's still a lot of points. So I think New York's going to keep it close. I think New York's a tremendously high value team right now. And when we're talking about teasing this up to double digits, I mean, give me the G-men plus 12 on the road. No, hey,
1: I'm right there with you. Like, obviously, you heard me earlier in the episode. I also like the New York Giants as well. God, we are on the same page. God help us all. So those two team teasers right now, you have Pittsburgh 12.5 and and you have the Giants 11.5. That's a six-point tease. What are the odds you're getting for that one?
0: So if you do a full six-point tease, you're going to get minus 120. But what I want to throw out there is – Ooh. No one says you have yeah. to do the full six points, right? right. If you if you want to max it out, you know, go for it. Minus one twenty is is still pretty decent. Mind you, it's it's both teams have to hit. But in this situation, I mean, when we're talking about Pittsburgh, you know, sprinkling the money line, and and when we're talking about the Giants even getting seven or eight points, well, the moment you you tease you you reduce that tease to say three points, four points your odds go up tremendously. So you could easily chop the T's in half and be well into positive odds. Right. So I just want to throw that out there to the betters.
1: No, Okay, that hey, that's a good point because, and that leads me right into mine, I'm doing a four-point tease this week for plus 185, two-team teaser right now. I'm doing the Seahawks plus nine and a half. And you know what? I'm not overthinking this one is that the Denver Broncos, which everyone's like, hey, could they finish fourth in division? Could they finish first in division? Just because Russell Wilson came in, Vic Fangio being lost there means that the defense has taken a huge step back, even with all the talent that they have, Patrick Sertan and Bradley Chubb and all this, because people that were there last year and their defense last year was middle of the road. And that was with the best defensive mind of the last 20 years. Are we going to get better? Probably not, right? So, You know, Russell Wilson being there absolutely is much better than Drew Locke or whoever the hell they had back there. That's totally fine. I still think the Seahawks being pissed off and getting almost 10 points in their first game back, in the first game of the season, in the game that they've been absolutely strategically planning against for almost four months against the guy they know better than anybody else. Let's take the Seahawks plus nine and a half on that one. And then the other one, I'm going to be taking the under. It's going to be moving up, like I said, four points to 49 and a half for the Ravens and the Jets. Why is that? Well, because, you know, the Jets are not good. Offensively, they're not good. Excuse me. I should make that very clear. Offensively, they're not good. Defensively, they made huge additions. Sauce Gardner is really good. Getting Carl Carl Lawson back from injury is really, really good. And Lamar Jackson, as much as I really believe in him and he's in the contract year and stuff like that, it's not like he was exactly lighting it up last year, right? And that was before the team traded uh, Marquise Brown, their number one from last year, to the Cardinals. In Jackson's 13 starts, the Ravens averaged a middling 24 points per game, and that was with the team averaging 39.3 pass attempts per game. Like, it's only going to get worse from there, right? Right? So it it fits the trend that going under fifty makes a lot of sense with two really good defenses between the Jets and the Ravens and two offenses that aren't that good. So I'm going to be taking the Je- the Ravens and the Jets under forty nine and a half and the Seahawks plus nine and a half for a plus one eighty five four point teaser.
0: I, I love the Seahawks bet because you know everybody talked about oh the Broncos are one quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I think that's a stretch. I think that yeah. I think definitely Russell Wilson elevates them to, you know, uh, playoff team, division, division winner, maybe conference champion. Yeah, I, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be definitely a, a, a force to be wrecking with. Okay, uh, I think the defense is, is a great question mark of how much of a regression will you see? Right. But I mean, all the emotions on Seattle and I mean, 10 points, right. 10 we're talking points. about, that's a lot of that's points in the NFL like ton. we're talking about.
1: And, like, yes, I get the idea, like, Seattle, oh, it's one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, you know what? You know who's one of the worst teams in the league last year? Detroit. They went 3-13-1, and and almost every game was closed. There's a way that you can get past this by just trying really hard. And in Pete Carroll's maybe last year, I could totally see them trying hard. And 10 points is a lot of points. So I'm just going to go to Seattle, and I'm glad that you're with me on this one because God knows I'm with you on your two picks. So the gambler... Thank you so much for coming on for NFL Week One. We cannot wait to talk to you seventeen, at least seventeen more times this year. It's it's
0: great to be here, NFL Week One, Christmas Number One, oh, as we call it. Yes, and uh, I I I can't wait for for this for the rest of the season. Recap.
1: Okay, it's time to recap all the bets that we just made. I'll start. I took the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. I took the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half. The Houston Texans plus. Eight and a half, but really seven and a half in this one. The New York Giants plus five and a half. I have the Ravens at Jets under 45. And my tease of the week is the Ravens and Jets under 49 and a half. See, I got four more points. And the Seattle Seahawks plus nine and a half for a plus 185 four-point teaser. The Panzerati Prince, for his safe pick of the week, took the Titans minus five and a half. And for his spicy pick of the week, took the Cowboys plus two and a half. Charlie Chalk took the Indianapolis Colts minus seven and a half, breaking my heart for the lock of the week. And he has the Ravens minus seven and the Raiders plus three and a half as also side bets. The gambler in his tease of the week is a six point tease plus plus one twenty. He took Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half and the Giants plus 11 and a half. Whoa, that's a lot of bets, but it's week one for the NFL. We got to lose all the money we got, right? No wrong. You got to listen to the rules up top. Do not. Are you listening at all? Let's go to the record check.
0: Record check.
1: Okay, this is a section where we talk about our picks that we made from the last podcast or on our social media page at Losing Money WIB on Twitter and Instagram. So there was no picks from last week's episode because we were talking about season long NFL bets. And obviously that hasn't happened yet. We're only in week one, dummy. God, you should know that. But if we go over to at losing money, WAB, that's our free daily picks on Twitter and Instagram and bet stamp where we announce all our picks there. We went nine and three for a plus 3.5 units. Ooh, we did well on college football. That was really good. Baseball came through on a lot of them and tennis. Oh man, we are winning a lot of money at the US Open. So that's really exciting. Plus we had a UFC fight night where we, we just had a clean sweep. We went four 0 that was awesome. That's I'm not, not used to this. I don't know how to feel. What's this winning thing. It's pretty good. I like it. We should do more of this. Hopefully, it continues into week one of the NFL because the NFL is back. And man, I am so excited to lose money on it. So please subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to Losing Money WAB on either Twitter or Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Bascom sent you so you can help support the podcast. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on the NFL week two. Oh my God, it's here. Everyone rejoice. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers.
0: He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose.
3: Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!